0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: Looking forward to catching up with my next guest, the voice of cricket in this country, Garth Galloway. Afternoon to you, Garth. Welcome. There, Martin. How's the golf yeah. How's the golf game been in the last couple of weeks, my good man?
1: Uh, nine holes today, 40. Uh, I had an 80 yesterday at Tadris Bay, an 18, so not too bad. A lot of snap popping going on and a lot of recovery golf.
0: Mm. <laughs> now, when does your son move up to Auckland?
1: He's on his way, actually. He's heading up tomorrow and he will be... Stopping to play at Paraparaumu, Umu. Yep. Which is a great. I don't know if you played that course, Mark. No, I remember Tiger Woods up.
0: played there, didn't he, when he came out? Yeah, it? He did. Yep.
1: He did. It's a, it's, I think it's one of the best courses in, in New Zealand. It's a magnificent place to play golf. So he's winging his way up there and starts work, I think, next week in Auckland. So that, that's one out of the, you know, one away.
0: No, oh, mate, you won't know what to do with yourself, mate. You'll actually have food well, left in the cupboard.
1: Well, they only hear over the holidays. They flat these kids. They, they, they like to be independent. And, um, but uh, you know you, uh, you do miss them when they leave home, eh? All three of ours have gone now, and I have to say, uh, I really miss them.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I've just been away with my two young ones, ten and twelve, and my little guy's a bit of a follow-on character. And at times, by the end of the day, you're a little bit worn out with it all, and then you put them to bed, and about two hours later, you sort of go, "Oh, where is the little fella?" But that's the way it goes. <laughs> that's the way it goes. It's it's it's. it's... Yeah, I always say that about kids, and I don't want to get too emotional, but you don't know what true love is until you do have kids. Look, Garth, we've got a number of things I do want to discuss with you over the next sort of uh, 20, 25 minutes or so. Uh, just sure. coming back from Australia, clearly, David Warner, his swan song against Pakistan there in Sydney, and uh, they love him, um, you know, and describing him arguably maybe as the best cricketer Australia have produced across the three codes T20, One Day, and Test cricket. What is his legacy as a player
1: I think it's a you know it, it's it's an incredibly hard question to answer I mean because I think when you look at a legacy of a player you, you have to look at all aspects so uh, so for me uh, that means unfortunately you have to include uh, the fact that he cheated in Test cricket um, I mean but if you look at his figures uh, i mean his his longevity has been amazing, and bearing in mind that he was banned for 12 months um, after that sand, sandpapering incident. You know, 112 tests, 8,786 runs at 44, uh, 26 test hundreds, you know, fantastic effort, and 3750s. And, and so, you know, his conversion rate, 26 times 100, 37 times 50 was very good. A top score of 335 not out against Pakistan. Then you look at his ODI record, 161 matches, uh, nearly 7,000 runs, an average of 45.3, and 2,200s. Uh, and then finally, 99 T20 games, uh, 2,894 runs at 32, which is a good average, a strike rate of 141, which is excellent. Uh, one of a very few players to have scored 10,000 runs in T20 cricket because, of course, he's had so many seasons in the IPL and the Big Bash and so on. So, you know, as a player... Um, typically Australian, I think, brash, um, you know, uh, uncompromising, uh, very good in the field. Uh, another part of Warner's legacy will be his fielding, his catching, an, an outstanding athlete who who has kept himself very fit. Uh, but against all of that, uh, you, you have uh, you know Newlands 2018. Uh, Australia had won the first test at Durban. Uh, they lost the second uh, badly uh, at, at Port Elizabeth. And then in the third test at Newlands, South Africa's bat at first scored 311, and in that test, Dean Elgar scored 141, not he carried his bat. He's uh, of course the player who's just retired, having scored a magnificent hundred against, or announced his retirement, having scored a magnificent hundred against India. Uh, and then, uh, and, and it was of course during that first South African innings that that Warner, uh, Bancroft, and Smith uh, were found to be in, involved in this, you know, this cheating, and and. I think Australia had so many things their way, and, and I think that's the thing that, um, for me, will, will always put this thing into context. When thing got, things got tough for them, when they lost that second test, and then they were struggling in the third test, you know, those players resorted to cheating, and I, I, I can't forgive them for that, I, in, in the sense that you, you know it will always be a stain on the game, and it always shows mm. you that they would do anything to win. And I think the question that will always be asked, you know is what 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 else have they done in the past, some of those players? And fairness to Warner, he has always said that one day the truth will come out and and that to me, uh, implies that there were other players implicated, and his role may not have been as you know quite quite as bad oh, as it has. Been.
0: Oh look, I, I believe the whole team knew what was going on. I don't believe for one moment yep. we've all played in team events. It's a bit like when. We had the situation with the All Black having that little interlude in the bathroom at an airport, and some All Blacks pretended they didn't know what was going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't buy yeah. any of that rubbish. You can distance yourself all yeah. you want. And I'm sure they were getting high fives as he walked down the plane, having played in those, uh, you know, having been in those sort of lads, you know, young men, and yeah. what, whatever you want to call it, with you represent Australia, were playing at club level. Well, was David Warner, when it comes to Test cricket, was he the original baseball?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Um, did he change the I game mean, uh, as an opener? Uh, well, he, he, a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I mean, in, India had an opener called Savag who who used to hit the ball yeah. hard. Um, there was an Australian opener. You know, Slater was a player who used to like to get on with the ball. I I, I, I think he probably um, he probably enforced it in a way because he he did it uh, early in his career and for a long, long time so you know was he the first no i don't think so but uh, is he one of the most influential you know hard-hitting strikers of the ball that the game of test cricket has seen yes undoubtedly and and i think you know he did give um a huge self you know he had a huge self-belief he gave the players around him a lot of self-belief and those are things that i think you know you'd always rather I think have a player like Warner in your team than be playing against him.
0: Mm. Unique character though in regards to his ability to be able to open the batting in all three forms. Now yes. you know, you look at Kane Williamson batting at four and he seems to be able to play effectively across all three forms but I'd argue that it's a lot tougher as an opener uh, is 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 he unique in that? Is he? Uh, are, are we likely to see more players being able to do what he's done, or is he the last of it? As sort of T Twenty continues to evolve and become very much its own sort of niche sport within the game of cricket?
1: Probably depends what happens with Test cricket Mark, in the future. Um, uh, and you know, at the moment, I think we are seeing a, perhaps a tendency for some players to choose T Twenty over um, over Test cricket and to make their career in that way. If Test cricket is you know, financially viable for players, um, you, know, you will always hear uh, the great players saying that is the hardest form of the game to play and it's the one that they want to succeed at. Uh, so I, I tend to think that we will, we will continue to see uh, players who can master all forms of the game. Um, and you know another one at the moment is, is you talk about Williams and Coley's another but I, I think the point you make about opening batsmen is, is a very good one and it probably leads into a discussion possibly that we could have about Steve Smith and what he's <laughs> intending to do with, for Australia but I think it, it's, it is harder as an opener you know, you have, you're always facing the ball when it's, if it's going to move early on with the quicks uh, you know, it, it's, it's very tough uh, and, and the margins are fine uh, at the same time, though, you get a lovely new ball to hit around and it comes off the bat, not, you know, crisply. Uh, but I do think it's harder. It, it, that, is, that is the hardest form of batting is opening, unquestionably.
0: Mm, OK. Um, Garth Galloway, my guest on the programme. We are talking cricket. Let's move then on to that next topic of Steve Smith because there was a big call for Cameron Bancroft to maybe replace David Warner as the opener and maybe get his his reprieve after all. Both Smith and Warner have had pretty good careers since Sam Papergate. But Steve Smith has put an argument forward that he wants to open. I I struggle with a little bit. I mean, I just look at his career at the moment. 105 matches, 9,514 runs. He averages 58 runs um, in test cricket, and he scored 32 100s. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Did you see this coming? Is the smart? Will he be effective?
1: Um, I, I didn't. No, I didn't see it coming. And I thought, uh, you know, Bancroft or Renshaw were well, the obvious Australian, you know, and everybody's been talking about which one of those two uh, would come into the side. I don't think anyone saw this coming. I think it's quite extraordinary. And I, and I don't know what Smith is trying to achieve. Perhaps he is thinking. Um, that you know, it's 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 one of the great challenges, and he needs that to keep himself in the game. Um, you know, he's played as you say. I mean, he scored nine and a half thousand Test runs, uh, at an average of fifty-eight, thirty-two centuries that you've mentioned. Unquestionably, I think the finest in Australia have produced since Bradman. Uh, and, and I just wonder if he's saying, look, I need I need to get some more out of the game, and this presents me with with the ultimate challenge. Interestingly, reading an article today. You know, Michael Clarke says that he, you know, quotes quoted on it says he will be the best opener within twelve months, and don't be surprised if he breaks Brian Brian Lara's four hundred record and the highest mm. test score against England, which is, you know, w- which is an extraordinary endorsement by Michael Clark, But he knows what he's talking about. I, I think um, I think it'll be difficult for Smith, uh, and presumably he'll get his first look at it out here um, against the New Zealand side. I do think that, um, as with all batsmen, he has been a little bit vulnerable early on when the ball moves around. That's mm. your best chance to get Smith early. Uh, so he's going to have to te- he's going to have to, to, to work very hard on this technique. But my impression is he, he relishes the challenge and that's why he wants to do it. And, and I have, you know, I have to say I, I admire the fact that he's prepared to stand up and do this. I, having said that, if I were Bancroft and Renshaw, I'd be absolutely furious.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, you talk about um, you talk about here Steve Smith having to work on his his form, but he's always been unorthodox. You're never going to yep. have him playing like Martin Crowe, are you? You're never going to have him playing David no. Gower type cricket. So, what adjustments does he need to make because he is so unorthodox? He moves around. He's well and truly out of the crease. Um, I mean, he's in, he's an ugly batter.
1: Well, he's going to, I I mean, the the reality is that when he comes in down the order a little bit for Australia, um, you know, the the chances are that the openers have done a bit of, you know, Australia have produced very fine openers over a long period of time at the moment. You know, they've got Warner and Kawaja, but they've been famous for for some very good opening pairs. And so when Smith gets in, uh, you know, generally, generally, Uh, The new ball um, will have, uh, you know, been used for some overs and the ball won't be moving around as much as it might have been at the start. Particularly, I think, uh, for an opener when the ball is moving off the pitch, hitting the seam and just moving late uh, as a batsman shapes to play it. And those are the things that Smith will have to watch carefully. You're right, he is completely unorthodox and, and I can't see that he's going to make any particular changes to his technique, but he might just have to be very, you know, he'll have to be very careful about where his off stump is, and and I'm sure he will be, uh, and he'll have to let balls go uh, that he might not be be letting go at the moment. I think that those are the sort of things that he'll have to do, uh, and I think you'd be a brave man uh, to, to back against him succeeding.
0: You are listening to SENZ. My guest on the program is cricket commentator Garth Galloway. Garth, we're going to take a wee break here. Um, I want you to go away and just work on the top of your backswing with your golf. Well, I just... I just just want you to do some visualising around that and get yourself a cup of tea. Because... I'll do that. I've I've actually just got off the watt bike.
1: You'll be pleased with me. I've done the 30 minutes and... um, so I was blowing a bit when you crossed. I didn't time things quite well. So a break would be good, and I'll be back in a couple of minutes.
0: And we'll talk some New Zealand cricket and some domestic cricket. Garth Galloway up next, or we'll continue the discussion. You're listening to SENZ. Don't be afraid to text the programme on 8833. And, of course, we will open the lines on 0800 12-time uh, New Zealand Ironman champion Cameron Brown on the programme coming up around one thirty, I uh, want to have a look at next weekend's 35th edition of the Mount Maunganui Half Ironman, one of the great events on the triathlon calendar. Cameron a 10-time winner uh, these days. Just retired as a professional athlete, still competing though in 2024 as a world-class age group athlete. But we are talking cricket. Garth Galloway is my guest on the programme. Garth, we uh, work on the swing.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, still just as confused as I was before we spoke. <laughs> <laughs> just um, at the top of the backswing is where I get lost anyway. Yeah, you,
0: you just got to hold it, apparently. I, I'm, yeah, no point, yeah. I only picked that up from what golfers tell me. Uh, Garth, you've been watching uh, both the men's and women's domestic T20 cricket competition here in New Zealand on TV. Let's start with the women's comp. What observations have you made?
1: Um, really, really enjoying watching it. Uh, for starters, you know it's it's good coverage, and and you know two games a day, you can just have it on have it on the background with my iPad. I think the the, the thing that I've noticed about the women's game is is and you and I have talked about women's cricket in New Zealand before. Um, yeah, the starting point, I suppose, with T Twenty and the way it's covered on television is that. It's a it's an entertainment package, you know. It's it, and that's fair enough. That's what the T20 game is about. Um, and, and the the sort of analysis that we hear from the experts and so tends to be consistent with that. Um, you know, I watched the game yesterday between the Hinds and um, and Wellington, and the Hinds were uh, what were they 89 for three chasing 105 or so, and uh, they, so they needed. 19. What are they they did they need? They needed 21 runs off 30 deliveries with seven wickets in hand. And Hannah Rowe was in batting for uh, the Hinds. Uh, 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 Mealy Kerr came on to bowl, and you know all that uh, Rowe had to do, and the commentators said this at the time, was to guide the team home. But there was an experienced New Zealand cricketer. She took a, a you know an almighty waft across uh, the line and was bowled by Kerr. And you then saw um, the the this, the the uh, just completely capitulate. They just fell over having either twenty one or thirty with seven wickets in hand. This is this for me is quite a common theme in in, in women's cricket in New Zealand, and it's something that I think um, think we should be worried about. Uh, sides just don't seem to be able to close out games in, in a brutal way. And and if we if we reflect back on the World Cup at home last year in 2022. Uh, you know, New Zealand really did. Uh, you know, I, I just felt that they choked under pressure when, when they were put under pressure. Really choked. And you know, in that first game against the West Indies, uh, the West Indies scored 259 for nine. Uh, New Zealand all out for 256. They were 123 for two at one stage. Uh, they then became 162 for six, and then there was a great partnership which took them uh, quite close. In the end, they needed 44 or six overs, and they just fell apart Uh, 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 we saw them all so similar sorry mark in games against south africa and england and you know it's a theme that i see in the international game i've seen it in the pakistan series over here when pakistan have been here and i see it being mirrored very much uh, in the domestic game
0: are they held accountable enough by the media are they allowed to be criticized by the media and is that maybe a weakness here where it is women's sport it is growing i get it um, but also in the political environment. I know I sort of tiptoe around it at times because I don't want to get into trouble, um, but I feel like I should be able to speak freely. I feel like I should be able to criticise the women's cricket team like I would the men's cricket team. Are they, is there enough accountability? Is there enough pressure put on these players?
1: Well, well, I think, and that's part of, part of the issue I'm raising. I suppose is, I, I just don't hear when a player plays a poor shot, and and I treat uh, women and men's cricket as exactly the same in terms of how I comment about the game, and 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 whether I think they're playing well or, or whether a shot's poor or not. Um, you, but but you don't hear, uh, I don't hear them being criticised at all. So when you see. Um, a shot that is just nonsensical by Roe yesterday, completely unnecessary from a senior New Zealand player who simply just has to guide her team home and has the confidence and capability to do so. Uh, There's really no criticism of her. It's just one of those things. And, of course, Kerr then gets all of the credit, and she is a magnificent cricket media Kerr. And one of the things I loved about this watching the game yesterday is that they crossed to her and and Scotty Stevenson said, we're just going to listen to what you do. And it was great, you know, great listening, good TV, and, and a fantastic insight into into Medhi cricketing intelligence, which is very high. Uh, But, but of course, the focus then became on Kerr picking up wickets, which I can understand. But she wasn't turning it square. She was putting the ball in the right area. She had Rowe playing a loose shot. And then you just had a series of players coming in who, frankly, were just not good enough to be playing at that level. Mm. And and that's what it shows. Um, When I watched the first Otago game playing against um, the Wellington Blaze, some of the catches dropped by the Otago side were just, just embarrassing. Mm. Um, and you know, again, so it comes back to me to, to looking at the standard of it. You have some incredibly good fielders, players like Tamsin Newton, who are who are magical, um, some some wonderful people and great athletes in, in the field and so on. But the standard, I think, is is worryingly low. And and you have players like uh, Georgina Plummer who is playing in the New mm. Zealand side, and she's had a good season this year in, in the T20 side to her credit. Um, in the T20 competition. But I think in the first game I saw that her average in the competition across her career was 11 or whatever. Now, she's a player who's playing for New Zealand. Um, so, so, again, I have you know, real question marks about about the standard and, and whether or not, as you say, people are being held, and, held to account appropriately and so on. I, I worry about it because I love watching women's cricket. Yeah, uh, uh, it's become a game uh, uh, that is so good to watch.
0: Oh no, look! But I, I agree. I mean, you, you want equality. We want all of that. But at the same time, you've got to be held accountable as well. You know, you want uh, you you want the game to be professional. You want players to be remunerated. Well, yeah, you have you, got to <laughs> you've got to accept that.
1: Well, I haven't heard. I, I don't think I've heard at, at any stage players being criticised for poor shots and so on. Yeah. Um, in the same way that male cricketers that would be criticised, and so maybe that, that's another thing that we all, we all just have to think about. I mean, there's nothing there is nothing wrong with saying um, a poor you know, shot. that Susie Bates has played a poor shot in the same way if she plays a good shot, uh, you know that's a great shot. Um, and, and these are this is the sort of analysis that I expect when i when I'm watching a game and that I want to hear. In T Twenty, it is a little bit more of an entertainment package, and I get that. But, um, you know, if, if we're going to start talking about cricket in mature terms and really wanting to see the female game develop, agree. I, I, I do think we need to be a little bit more honest about it.
0: No, uh, 100%. 100% agree. And I think that also carries across to a lot of other women's sport as well in this country. And I I, I know, you know, in the broadcasting role, just how, yeah, yeah, just how you've got to just constantly tiptoe around it rather than just being able to come out and be honest, as you said, purely in a sporting sense, yeah, well, of course. well,
1: I won't. I mean, I, you, you know me, Mark. I'm not going to tiptoe around no. it. A, a, well, I, seen, I, I'm pretty
0: know, I'm so pretty, I'm pretty. good at not tiptoeing around it either, but I'm still yeah. very aware, though, that, you know, of how I construct it, and I often have to, I find myself often having to um, then draw some sort of comparison to another women's sport, where I then have to make sure that I say something positive. Yeah. Um, Look,
1: I, I always think with with criticism, the key is that that people who are commentating and have a position of, of real responsibility in terms of, of of what they say, that the key is that, that that criticism has to be fair and it has to be balanced, and and so long as you're you're meeting those objectives, then I see nothing wrong with it. And in the same way that that praise should be fair and balanced as well and not gushing <laughs> you know, and obsequious.
0: Now, OK, look, Garth, we're going to wrap it up, but just before we go, look, we've got the second T20 live tonight here on SENZ being played in Hamilton, New Zealand, taking on Pakistan. What is the meaning of this T20 series? Really, we're focused on the test matches, aren't we, and the test matches against Australia. So do these T20 games have any bearing on those test squads and or the game's just too different?
1: No, is the answer. Um, But I think with the T20 World Cup coming up in June, uh, both Pakistan and New Zealand are looking to, to establish who is in their top... 12, or or who's there starting 11, and so on. So, and I think you know, we saw in that first game, I thought New Zealand played very well against Pakistan. Um, Pakistan, I think, struggled at at, uh, Eden Park, and I think we'll see a different Pakistan side tonight. I hope we will, because they really struggled to get their bearings on that ground, and they're not the first um, team to do that, and they won't be the last. Uh, I think for New Zealand, you know, the answers to the team are, are quite clear Conway, Williamson, Mitchell, Phillips, Chapman, they all seem to be. You know, finding their places, and, and and they'll be in the first team. Saudi Henry, as well, and Santana. and and then there is the you know the conundrum around Allen and whether or not you know he is going to be able to bat through, for example, to to through a power play. He's only done it five times in thirty six games. He he scored a very good thirty four or fifteen uh, against Pakistan the other day. Uh, I, I still think um, for me he's still playing for his place. Um, he's going to have to come out of this series averaging something like 30, 35, 40 uh, to prove that he's good enough in, in this sort of quality. And I think if Shaheen can get the ball swinging tonight, it's going to be one of the really interesting contests to watch. Uh, so it, so while um, it's not relevant at all, I think, to the Tests, Mark, uh, I do think with the T20 uh, World Cup coming up, there's a lot for these players to be playing for.
0: Garth Galloway, as always, thank you for your time on the programme this afternoon. Greatly appreciate it. Lovely to talk to you, Mark. There you go Garth Galloway one of the voices of New Zealand cricket you'll hear his doltsal tones over the summer as well as we bring you an international as we bring you the summer of cricket here on SENZ.